possible that not every job has to be in the office. That's true. That's true. And um, so just supporting moms more, maybe more companies also thinking about either having childcare. Um, mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to intern with the United Nations at a point when I was doing my master's and, um, and I was expecting my first child then, you know, the first thing they showed me was the sick, was the sick bay where I could rest if I needed to. And the United Nations also had a childcare facility. So I could bring my child to work, you know, mm -hmm. up till five years old. So, wow. Yeah. Awesome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I am your host, Cody Kelly. Look, I'm super excited, super excited about this episode because we have an amazing guest. We're talking about building wealth, helping clients, and even really empowering uh, women. We have the wealth strategist, uh, Omalola. I know. I, I, yep, got it correct. I'm making sure I got it correct. But before we get into it, you know what you're up. Yeah, if you want to keep seeing amazing podcast guests like this, amazing content, you got to subscribe to the YouTube uh, channel, YouTube at the bottom, CV space K. Instagram, follow me at CVMK33 and on the business page of CVMK underscore global. And then go to where the best fitness, health, wellness supplements are. We're talking about your men's hormonal support, your women's hormonal support, your vegan protein, your pre-workouts. You know where you get it? Just like this pre-workout superpower, only at W www.cvmk m is in marshall k global dot store with that being said omalola how are you doing today i am doing wonderful thank you for asking it's a pleasure to be here with you all i'm i'm glad to have this time it's always exciting to me to talk about something that's really that I find to be you know of importance and also quite a passion of mine so yeah I'm glad to be here thank you no problem no problem look I got a couple questions um wealth strategy so you know this is a buzzword being mm -hmm. thrown around a lot and it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people so specifically when you say you are a wealth strategist what are you what do you specifically mean <laughs> Very, very simple. I walk people through different types of strategies that I hope will they will be educated enough to make informed decisions about their money. So in the process, what I'm hoping to achieve is, one, you become educated so that in the journey, I'm not, I'm not just telling you do this but you know why you are doing it and you know if it's relevant to your situation. So there has to be some educational component going on and it's a, and it's strategic to you and your needs such that, you know, when we go to you, you're talking about fitness and all that just a minute ago, yeah. it's not one size to everyone. What my needs are are totally different from what your needs are. So the same way when it comes to finances and how we structure our, our businesses and our personal lives, 
what's going to be good for you will not be what will be good for me. You know, my goals may be different. Maybe what I want to do is make sure that I'm 50 and I can travel the world. So I'm, I'll put up a strategy together to see you walk that path. So that's what it means to me, educating and working together in creating the lifestyle that you want. So this this educational piece. So that's so that's interesting, and I'm glad you clarified that. This this educational piece. Um, I'm assuming it kind of goes like, "Hey, look, you know, I'm this in this age. I make you know two dollars, uh, whatever, <laughs> two dollars a day. No, I make whatever, whatever, and I, you know, I want a Lamborghini, right? So you are um, uh, a coach." In, in, a, in a, I guess, in a, in a more uh, general way, right? So you you partner with this person, uh, entity, organization, and you know you walk them through the step by step process in obtaining that. Uh, do you find it difficult to? Because it, I'm sure there has to be a real trust aspect to it, right? Because a lot of times, most definitely. I, yeah, I, I said this and I had another pocket. I said, what happens is when you, when anybody does anything, if there's any overlap, you automatically get thrown into the category of this, right? Instead of, you know, appreciating the nuance of it. So when you're trying to differentiate yourself from the others and, you know, trying to differentiate yourself from financial advisor, you know, how, how do you go about creating that brand difference? Okay. Very fun. Great question. Thank you so much for that. I really, um, it's really simple. Uh, for me, I'm able to tap into my, my inquisitive nature. My background is law. Oh, wow. So I'm able to look for information and ask questions that most people will not think of asking for because I'm just trained to do that. So, that in, in one regard, that's why I'm very different from, an, from a financial advisor. And that's where the strategy comes in, in when I'm doing work with folks. And another aspect of it is that I believe a lot in partnerships. So I have various partnerships stemming different facets of what you would call the financial journey that a traditional financial planner may not be may not be aware of or cannot avail themselves of. So I'm not staring a, someone in a particular direction. I'm saying to you, I want to know, get to know you. And when I get to know you and understand what your journey is, I can show you different strategies that could work for you and with you on that journey. Still maintaining the very critical piece of wealth building, which is compounding. Hmm. Am I making sense? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm starting to put it. I'm starting to put it together. So, so it's through the partnerships, um, and I think that's the key. It's, it's. So I always say like this, this is a great comparison. You have a lot of people who call themselves trainers. Trainers fall into two cat. Well, I would say three, three major categories. Starting off not certified, what I would call the general. 
more specifically certified working in and out of a club, trying to establish their own brand, what I would call um, not the advanced, but let's say tier, right? And then you have what I call a tier three, you know, competes, been in shows, been sponsored, maybe, you know, have some type of uh, whatever product out, but really case by case because of the partnerships and the experience, tier three. Very few trainers get to tier three. Most ones stop at two. Most twos never become threes because of the dedication, the time, the sacrifice, the discipline. And then if they, you know, either kind of fall into, I just want to be a part of the educational component, become a dietitian or something of that, you know, instead of actually taking it up to the next level, because they realize the next level is not really uh, based off of wellness as it is optimization. So you're what you would label yourself as tier three. You're in that I compete, stay on stage, right? Why is why is that important? Like, you know, if 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 I just want to not live off Social Security, why do I need somebody so so uh, specific and so advanced? Why? Why is your skill set so needed? You're asking the vet. I mean, I love your questions. So it's amazing. My skill set is needed because everybody's lifestyle is so different. But we're all using probably the same finances and are not aware of other types of ways to um, to grow money that exist. So you mentioned social security. A lot of us depend on that as our source for retirement. But if we are really going to be real with ourselves, we don't. When you and I get to that age, we're not sure if we will still have social security. If we want to be factual, so that means you need people who will take more time to look at our uh, at what we're offered within our community and see what other people are doing that we could bring to mainstream and have them also have a piece of that to grow that. Um, you know, financial bucket that they can. That is why you need someone who can strategically plan what you would need for for the type of lifestyle that you want, you know. Um, and just very quickly, I want to say something because you, you, you really touched on something very um, early on when you talked about, you know, the health and the fitness products and all that. Many times in our lives, we have these issues coming on in our bodies because we're not taking care of certain stressors. Mm -hmm. One of the main stressors that we do have is finances. And what I can, what I offer folks is I don't, I don't care wherever you, where you are in some instances. Yes, I can be the coach because a lot of people need to change their mindset and understand that money is energy that flows. Yeah. There's, a, there's enough for everyone, but how you are going to have yourself be part of that, we have to change the way you're thinking about money in the first place. If you keep saying to yourself, oh, this is too expensive, this is not, I can't afford this, you're telling yourself in every instance of your being that you're not enough. 
So in that regard, you can keep working, but you keep living paycheck to paycheck. So yes, there is an element of coaching in it, and we, I can help in that. But then taking that further, there are folks who have taken time to understand money. They know about stocks. They know about some little things. But, they, but then somewhere they just keep saying to themselves, how are these people doing this? You know, they, they're doing more. What else are they doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so that's, again, that's where I can come in to show, to teach you what else they're doing. What's up? I'm super pumped. Just got done with another workout. It's your boy, CBMK33, Connect Man Instagram. And on the business page of CBMK, I'm global. You know how I get through it. You know how I get that pump look. <laughs> Best pre-workout on the market, www.cbmkglobal.store. And then you can now decide, is that for me? Is that the place I want to go? You know, my, my, my central goal here is I'm not a numbers person. And if you notice, I'm not coming at finances from a numbers point of view. Yeah. But I believe in wholesome living. I believe mm-hmm. health is wealth. And I believe wealth can help you sustain your health. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Hey, that that's true. It's better to have money and fight something than not at no, you're right about it. Yeah. So yeah. So for me. What's that healthy lifestyle that you're trying to create? Sure. And how can we move you from just thinking about you know, my social security and all that to a much larger and broader way of looking at wealth? Hmm. Yeah. I like I like it. I like it. So so the law background, so it's always interesting. I always say um when someone evolves, mm-hmm. they they first have a passion, a internal dream, uh, and then they get it, or they get within the vicinity of it, and for whatever reason, they don't stay in a particular field, you know, because if somebody has a law background, then, you know, they become a lawyer, traditionally speaking, right, and then they stay in the aspects of law, either teaching it or working at a, you know, firm or private practice, um, but then there are others who take it just as a foundational component that the goal wasn't to be a you know a Supreme Court justice or whatever. The goal was to understand the legalities of this complex world and how I can navigate it through really my focus of you know business, entrepreneurship, whatever, wealth attainment, wealth strategy. So for you. So why law? Why why start there and then make this evolutionary jump? Okay, fantastic. Well, it's very simple for okay. me. I have always been one who wants to help. Hmm. I've always been a helper all my life. Sure. Um, and I've always been drawn to the professions that affect social change in a very, very distinct way. So my, my, my first passion was actually theater arts. Oh, wow. And that's because when you stand on stage as a character and someone going through that experience sees the evolution of that character mm-hmm. and how that character moved from a state of dissolution to one of triumph, you've essentially changed their life just by playing a role. So... 
that was that's me just wanting to find a place to help the same thing with my passion for law i've always been interested in social justice i've always been interested in 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 the aspects of law that concern everyday living and everyday lives um and i really take very very seriously the oaths of of being a lawyer that a lawyer must know something about everything but not everything about everything mm. and the and the and the oath that you are the holders of the law and for me it's not just the laws that we make but those laws that even guide our lives on earth as human beings sure. so with that kind of conviction in law studying going through all the books and everything and becoming a little disillusioned by what i was seeing mm. not just um not that the system doesn't work but um i, I it, it it just didn't suit my personality mm. on how i and how, and how i wanted to serve mm. and i also got married and the challenges of corporate life on family life was yeah. for me very difficult so i was i must say i'm grateful for my husband for not saying to me you got a law degree and you want to sit at home are you crazy right <laughs> you know right he supported me wholly and i said you know i'll find something i'll find i'll reinvent myself Mm-hmm. So I would I would still find ways of helping people, doing what I love, and you know staying true to who I am and being there for those I want to be there for, you know. And um, so that to me has confirmed a lot of things. In a way, I'm an activist because I do believe that women should be able to control how they work. Yeah. So I'm a tr- I have been on my own, being using all the technologies that we've had to use the last two years for way longer than that. It's like people were encroaching in my space when everybody went online. <laughs> <laughs> so because for me, but you know, it just, so I was able to use what I learned as a lawyer to support small businesses in sure. areas where a lot of business owners do not take their time to learn before they jump into business. So that's really where I am now. Still helping, but I find that the financial space is one of those spaces that entrepreneurs and you know business owners do not take enough time. They do not spend enough time there to understand the nuances of what they're getting into before they do get into it. And me being an attorney, I'm able to comb through a lot of documents they don't want to comb through. I'm able to under, to explain very simply, you know, s- strategies that could work that could help them maintain cash flow while they're building their business, but also think of retirement and start putting something away in the, in the process. So everything ties together, and I don't see myself being less of a lawyer than those who are actually work. I'm just doing it in a very different way and serving people in that process and living my life, you mm. know, as I do. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, you know, you, you talked about um, women should have the right. And I, I totally believe uh, uh, with you. 
and, and believe in this to dictate how they go about pursuing their professional career, dictate the terms of engagement uh, to be paid equitable uh, as their male counterparts. Right. And, and obviously, yeah. and that's the, that's the goal. Where, where do you see, I mean, what, what really is uh, the biggest challenge? Cause I think what's happening is there's a lot of noise and I think noise gets heard, but you can also become deaf to noise if it's if it's not harmonizing. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, I, that's I guess that's the best way to say it. I'm trying to look for a different way or try to think of a different way to say it. Uh, but uh, you know, a perfect example. I live in Chicago, so I hear CTA buses, Chicago Transit Authority buses. Right? Um, it used to bother me. Now it blends into the landscape. And I have to decide, you know, do I stay? Do I, you know, keep my condo? You know, like, and the reality is now it doesn't bother me. And one might say, well, you can't apply that to this. Yes, you're right. But you right me wrong in this because if the noise doesn't harmonize, if it's not creating enough disruption, I think it's natural for humans to get exhausted and what we would call like war weariness or moral fatigue or something like that. So really what, what, what is the, the, the biggest challenge that I would say women face um, in the business sector? And then how can we actually go about remedying this? I would say the biggest challenge is balancing their family life with work life. Um, because women see families from a different perspective than men do. Mm-hmm. Um, men don't, men, not that they don't care about family, but it's, they see themselves as providers. They need to be out there and that's it. You know, so they can give 101. They can be at work from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. or, you know, and even bring home not saying that that is really the best way of living your life, but they just wired that way. But here you have um, a woman who has taken her time to become a lawyer, to become a doctor, to become an architect. You know, she has the brains, she's done the same work as her male counterparts, but she's expected to give the same amount of time and dedication as her male counterparts. Whereas she's probably a new mother. So they are asking a new mother to leave her one month old or two weeks old after her six weeks, you know, and go back to work. Hmm. Her body may not be fully healed at that point in time, but now she has to take in the energy and strain of other people around her at work while she's trying to heal and still go home and take care of her nursing child. So I, for me, that's one of the main areas that I just said, I cannot, Hmm. there has to be a balance. There has to be an understanding that even though a woman has to take some time away from work, she will give you 101% in a shorter period of time than a man will. So creating those blocks of time, you know, understanding the way the the women's lifestyle works. We're so different in our functional 
behavior to that of the male. Um, that's one area. But when you really want to look at it, I mean, there's so many laws within the human resources environment, those kind of things that need to be um, talked about more. We need to have more advocates talking about, you know, the length of time given. I know now they give, they also give dads time once a child is born, but the length of time given a mother in the U.S. is still very short compared compared to what we're seeing in other countries in the mm-hmm. West, in Europe, in a lot of countries in Europe, moms are paid for the whole first year. Wow. And they don't even have, and they don't have to be, and they don't lose their jobs, you know. Um, and then they come back the second year on half pay, you know. So those are some practical things. Um, I think this idea of women wanting a seat at the table sure. to make these changes I don't really think that is necessary. I think what is necessary is women making their own table and saying, this is how work-life balance would look for us, you know, and how, and I feel a lot of companies will support um, these processes if women stand behind them a lot because women nurture every environment they're in, whether it's their home, the office you know and having that environment to have employees that really want to be there you know is very important and um you know i think i just think it'll be supported so for me i also feel that the last two years has shown us that it's possible that not every job has to be in the office that's true that's true and um so just supporting moms more maybe more companies also thinking about either having child care um mm-hmm. i had the opportunity to intern with the united nations at a point when i was doing my masters and um and i was expecting my first child then you know the first thing they showed me was the sick was the sick bay where i could rest if i needed to and the United Nations also had a childcare facility. So I could bring my child to work, you know, mm-hmm. up till five years old. So Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now I got I got a follow up to that question, uh, but a word from our There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. Look, and we're back. So you you mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, the 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 internship at the UN, and you talk about the evolution of the workplace, and I think that's important uh, because the work dynamic has changed. I totally agree with you. I don't believe in the necessity in being in an office Monday through Friday. I wouldn't mind a hybrid, depending on what that hybrid looks like. But a lot of our functions can be done remotely unless you're physically manufacturing something it can be done remotely there are pros to having a 
place of gathering, collaboration, team rapport, um, you know, the look and feel of it. So that's that's one aspect of it. But I think that uh, there always has to be an option for more of a remote setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's here is not my pushback. My problem is uh, you can be my, devil's advocate. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. My problem is twofold. My problem is twofold. All right. The first thing is, I feel like we're taking every we're, we're no. Let me rephrase that. That came out. That almost came out wrong. If I change this, but I don't change that, I didn't change it. Here's what I mean. So, okay, we, you know, you know, we get, we get the holidays now, right? Like, we, you know, we, we do whatever, you know, we, we don't even we, get enough holidays. Oh, we don't compared to other countries. Yeah, like, we're, like, we're, oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're not even near them. No. They, they, and that's they don't need problems. vacation time. Yeah. They yeah. don't get vacation time because they get so many holidays. So, so that's one aspect of it. But I, I see the biggest to me, um, the biggest for the global United States workforce is pay has not kept up with the cost of living. Correct. Um, you know, with inflation, even before inflation, even for the 9.2% or whatever increase in the cost of living, we were still and are still paying salaries that are at least 30 years dated, right? Like we're, we're not really invested to me in the deepening of the workforce and of the middle class, because I said this, it's, it's hard to be upset when you live in the house that you want to live in. It's hard. It's harder to, um, and maybe, you know, but I, I do believe that some type of financial security provides a certain amount of easement. You know, I think that the top tier echelon has exponentially increased in wages where anything lower than a V level has basically stayed stagnant, you know? So I say that, you know, the threat toward all workers is that specifically. And I do agree with you uh, when it comes to uh, women representation within the workforce. Obviously, we don't understand the dynamic, as you mentioned, the home uh, element, if she so chooses. Um, We don't understand what that looks like. And I think we still have a lot of preconceived notions right so i i do understand that the need for cultural change the need for all of this adjustment but if we and not if if we don't also address the pay and the pay inequity of it all right you know i feel like we're creating a working poor if that makes sense um that to me has been the biggest uh, push. And I know we're running out of time, so I'll leave it at that. Do you foresee? And here's I said all that just to ask this. And this is my last question. Do you foresee a shift in economic priority with workers in general? Yes, most definitely. I mean, if we, just quickly, there's look at the history. You know, as a as a point at at some point in the history of this country. Um, when they were trying to rebuild after the Second World War, you know, a lot of needing factory workers. So a lot of things were put in place to help that process. That's when 
the mortgage stuff came out. You know, you could buy a home with little or next to nothing, keep it for 30 years. But then people were really stagnant. They weren't moving around a lot. So it made sense. And the government made a lot of money. But right now, is that really serving us, that whole process? No, it's not because we move around a lot. But do you know that there are other types of mortgages available now, apart from the main one that we know? So you see, the point is education. And education is a tool, you know, that bears the light. Um, I can't, there's a famous quote of Martin Luther King I really like. To talk, I can't remember it right now. But he talks about the lights in the darkness. Yeah. You know, and what you, to your point about the, you know, the economic disparity, it has to do with education. We're not educating ourselves. We're trained at that point in time to be workers. Everything about the school system was trained to produce workers. Hmm. So that's why you don't have enough folks being able to really understand and take a, take, take a stand or take, you know, um, effective um, positions when it comes to their own finances. But when you educate from the height, from even the middle school level, and you start having programs that teach not just, you know, the math and the skills to make you a worker, but something that would even spark your interest more and say, oh, I can do something even bigger, you know, within that process, you begin to change and begin to plant the seeds that will make for the laws that will bring about this change. You understand? So that's how I see it. I don't see it as something, it's a multifaceted um, um, level, you know, yeah. but it, it has to start from us wanting to be open to new knowledge hmm. and teaching our children every aspect of capitalism, the good and the bad, the the and bad. how it can progress you and also, you know, <laughs> that, you know, be your downfall. And when we can do that, then people can speak up, you know, about wages and say, we're not accepting this. It's all mm -hmm. about what you accept. But when you're in the darkness and are not allowing yourself that knowledge to, so that you can, you know, be a true knowing voice in every aspect of our lives, it's like that, you know, then we won't see the change we're talking about. But I believe it's very possible. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I like it. Look, I appreciate my guests. You have been absolutely amazing. Omalola, where can they reach you? The people wanted to connect. They wanted to uh, solicit and buy your services and, and partner with you. Where can they reach you? Oh, wow. Yeah. So Omalola DK, if you're on LinkedIn, find me there. I'm, I'm available. My website is www.tvgventures.com. Um, I'm also... You, you, you can reach me from the website. Um, and I have a Facebook group called um, Let's Talk About Business and for network for entrepreneurs. So you can find that also. And that's a place to connect with me. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate this. And thank you all for listening. I hope we've given you some things to think about. <laughs> And let's all be part of this change. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Y'all connect with Amola Adeke. Go to tvgventures.com. Hit her up on the website. Connect with her on LinkedIn. Support her. Reach out to her. Get her because you need this wealth strategist for you. 
And if you want to keep seeing amazing content, keep seeing heat like we're doing today, you know what you got to do? YouTube at CB Space K, Instagram CBMK33, and the business space, CBMK underscore global, TikTok CBMK globe, and you know the website, www.cvmkglobal.store. Until next time, guys. Thanks.